are such an asshole! We got a deep dive one here, boys and girls, and I had to take notes and sit and think some things through. And, and you know it's hard when Cappy's got to look up vocabulary, when I got to look up words. And so uh, I think I got it licked, uh, but it may be a little bit unpolished in its presentation. Uh, but I linked down below to some things that are very germane. The menu, life without the opposite sex, although that is, in the context of this video, not going to be about the opposite sex. It's going to be like, okay, what's life about? <clears throat> like, what's point, purpose, and reason? Uh, also closely related, because if you don't have your health, you don't have anything, right? Well, if you don't have your finances together, we can talk all about vice and self-actualization. What is the meaning? If you don't have money, none of this matters, just like your health. So achieving financial excellence, which is like my P-51 fighter plane, quick, dirty, easy, get you out of, get, get you up in the sky and going. That's linked below. And then bachelor pad economics, which once again, is a little bit more thick and thorough. You got to get your finances together. Otherwise, this is all academic and theoretical. <clears throat> so uh, let's go to this. Uh, it, it, it's a great question. I, I thank God I got some. I got to use my brain a little bit today. Um, replying to your video on my request, living a life without people. One, are there any healthy vices such as motorcycle riding because I don't want to become an addict again? Two, is it possible to return to a state of happiness in which we were in childhood or teens? The short answer to that is no. And here's the one where, oh, Cap, you had to go do some research. Uh, let me... Given... Give an example or give examples of eudaimonic actions that lead to long-term contentment and explain differences between it and hedonistic approach in life better than it was in the menu. Oh, is that all? That's nice. <laughs> I like to get a video response that fakes again. So holy cow. So um, let's let's answer the the first two questions, because I think those can be <clears throat> more easily answered. And then we'll get into the third one, which is going to require some vocabulary and all that and laying down. Cause I think you touched on something that affects people, especially in Western civilization, a little bit more than you thought. Right. Are there any healthy vices such as motorcycle riding? Because I don't want to become addicted again. Yes. Um, and just so you know, <clears throat> in, Western civilization, as technology advances and we get, you know, we get government and aid and all that, people are being rushed through um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And I'm pretty convinced that once you reach self-actualization, which means living up to one's potential, that's the short version, uh, that was rarely achieved by people in the past. <clears throat> Most people died. Most people worked until they were, most people were fired. A lot of people were slaves, dying in war. So this is a question that has hit humanity, uh, humanity relatively recently. Like, oh, well, what do I do after I live my point and purpose in life? <clears throat> and especially in Western civilization, because a certain opposite sex, I'm not going to say who, uh, largely has abandoned family and children. Uh, you you got to, you, you reach your career potential. You don't have family. Boy, you got 40 years of life easy trying to figure out what you're going to do with it. Given, And I think after self-actualization, which is achieving one's full potential, the, the next stage after that, if you want to claim there was a four, a, what, sixth stage to Maslow's hierarchy of needs was vice, but not in the negative sense. Because vice can be good and bad. And this is where he talks about healthy vices. That's the... The split where you're at, <clears throat> I'm not saying stick a heroin needle in your arm. I'm not saying get drunk every day. But after, as far as my logic could have taken me, climbing this mountain of self-actualization, my own little path of life, you get there like, oh, great, you know, we did it. What are we doing now? Like, wow. <laughs> there is literally nothing else but vice. Nothing. It's, and, and again, I cannot emphasize how this pertains to Western civilization. In traditional civilizations, traditional or Eastern, <clears throat> I'm going to assume you have community. I'm going to assume you don't hate yourself. I'm going to assume you have families. And that's where your, your love would go into children and grandchildren, if you're lucky enough, great-grandchildren. But as it pertains in the Western civilization, because an unnamed gender, 
decided they didn't want to have culture or civilization or family. <clears throat> this is what everybody now gets to face. Even if you well, I might get married and have kids. You might, but what if you don't? There's a 50% chance you don't. And so I think, especially for those of you who are in my audience, who are industrious and work hard, you will achieve self-actualization and very likely earlier than the average human has in, in, uh, throughout the history of time. And so this is going to be one of, if not the most important life questions, like what do you pursue after you've achieved it all? And boy, old Capmeister is here. Like the house is done. Like the retaining walls are done. Touch up paint is done. What do you do? Oh, you could write another book. Keep on going. Oh, I'd love to have Rolo's opinion on this because <clears throat> he's even older than me, if you could believe it. And as far as I can tell, it's like it's vice. But there now we're on that slippery slope. So, you know, do you want to do healthy vice or bad vice? All right. So if you go through the menu, uh, admittedly, the book is a very selfish. Inward looking, self-serving book. And the reason for that is not selfishness or greed or uh, being myopic. It's because there's nothing else in life except to now take your life. It's your life. Thus, it has to be selfish. What do you do with your time? And it <clears throat> enumerates and lists a menu of all the things you can do in life within the context of there not being an opposite sex. And I'm kind of going to regurgitate some of the things that are in that book. I'm not giving it away. But here are some healthy things. Now, just so you know, <clears throat> just for you know, Cappy's all for bad vice if you can control it, all right? And, and it delves into, I talk about it a little bit, another school of thought. You talk about hedonism, which is all on the other expense. There was another one called Epicureanism, which is essentially responsible bad vice. <clears throat> Why not drink some wine? Why not get into scotches? Why not get into some fine tobaccos? Is there a cancer risk? Yes. Is there a health risk? Yes. But, you know, boy, talk to any old timer. And they're like, man, I can't smoke. I can't drink. I can't have red meat. What's the point of living? And I would argue that this, this gets right to it. Like if you, but I'm going off a little bit of a tangent here. But let's say you're Ward Cleaver and you do everything the way you're supposed to. Everything goes the way it's supposed to according to the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And <clears throat> you start off poor. You work your way up. You go to the GI Bill. You get your degree in engineering. You get da, 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 You make quarter million. Bah, 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 bah. You're just so squeaky clean. You're just so successful. You're so unflavored. You're so boring. And you followed a script, and if you're lucky, that script pays off and, and life is meritocratic and, and you achieve success. But it's like a flawless diamond. It's boring. I'm no gemologist, but if, if I recall correctly, what gives diamonds their characters is their flaws, their color, their impurities. They are, I think it's impurities. <clears throat> a flawless diamond has no cracks. It has no color. It's very clear, and that's, that's sought after as pure. But how fun is a clear piece of glass, essentially? Is that, you want A yellow diamond has some, I don't know, sulfur. A blue diamond has some kind of mineral in it. Uh, that is what separates us from the Borg, except Democrats because they are the Borg. They're all a bunch of NPCs. Right? But, but your flaws, your characters, your eccentricities uh, is what gives you not only color, but humanity <clears throat> and, and turns you human, makes you a personality that other people can engage and fall in love with. And I mean, in all levels of love, familial, intellectual, romantic, lustful, like really take, take Poindexter, Ward Cleaver, even Ward Cleaver has too much personality. <clears throat> Let's see. You did exactly. You, you just, you, you're straight aces. You're a boy scout. Well, how fun is that? So I am I am not saying that you have to relegate yourself to healthy vices. You've got a problem with addiction. Okay, you want to stay away from certain things. But by God, you need some freaking vice. I want to smoke a cigar. I want to ride motorcycles <clears throat> that has danger involved in it. I um I uh, I'm trying I'm not no I'm I'm trying to think of what a, a vice would be. Traditionally in the sense that you could get a girl pregnant like 
wild, crazy dominatrix sex or furries. All right. That's, that's, there's really no drawback of that now, but in the past, maybe that, you know, it'd be taboo at least, but it provided you a little bit of color. <clears throat> I'm not saying go and be evil. I'm not saying go and hurt other people. What I am saying is there's absolutely nothing wrong with taboo or bad vice as long as it is within an Epicurean type of uh, control where kind of kind of a libertarian, if that makes a little bit more, you're not hurting anyone. Go have all the gay sex you want. Do your drug. Drugs would be a perfect. Good. Do you like drugs? Go do drugs. You know, as long as you're not hurting anyone else, as long as you're not hurting yourself in the long term. I mean, you never really are a little bit, but that's it gives you a little bit of flavor. And it actually, I would say, make, makes life worth living. But if you have an addictive personality, <clears throat> yeah, you're going to want to stay. So then that relegates everyone to good vices. And these are just what I could come up with that have no apparent drawbacks, some of which have obviously good ones, but be, can become a vice. But you don't want it to become an addiction or um, what it calls an obsession, okay, where it impairs your ability. All right, so first thing, philosophy. I so hate people who major in philosophy. I maybe don't hate, that's too strong a word. I have no respect for people that need to have a structured approach to study philosophy. Ooh, the Greeks said this. Ooh, ooh, very interesting. Ooh, Dude, philosophy is very simple. Be empirical, what's the truth, and sit and think about it. That's it. And then have the balls to point out the truth. That's it. Um, <clears throat> I thought there was a science or a logic or reason to philosophy. There isn't. It's just a bunch of people. They're just a bu bunch of fart huffers. Oh, I'm just so intelligent. <laughs> and then you go and read any of it. You sit and think, like, it's just sitting there thinking and very few of you got the balls to point out the truth. So, but I have found great use, great intellectual stimulation in philosophy, and it will help you uh, understand life a little bit. It, it will help you with strategic planning for life. It'll help you, especially stoicism. That's, I mean, I emphasize that in the book. That's, that, that's a mandatory thing. Is you, you better go and get stoicism right off the bat. So <clears throat> that's something that you could pursue right now. It's it is it a vice? Kinda. It's not necessary. If if you're on top of your game and you're uh, self-actualized, it's it's post self-actualization. I would consider it a vice. <clears throat> Some people might consider a hobby. Hobbies are kind of vice. They don't really serve a purpose except for self-entertainment. But stoicism, absolutely, and philosophy in general. Travel and adventure. Uh, that's in the book. Um, it costs money. It ultimately serves no purpose, but you get to explore and enjoy this planet that God or nature has given you here. And I and you get to see different people, different cultures. You get to take this brain that you have in your container called a body and show it all over the place. You get to be a travel guide <clears throat> to your mind, and uh, you will enjoy that. Uh, religion. If you are lucky enough to believe in a God, I envy you, but uh, religion is, a, a, it's a healthy vice uh, because it answers the, you know, uh, uh, the afterlife question, your mortality it addresses that. If you believe there is a God, if for whatever path you get there, that you actually believe in a God, by God, that's probably one of the healthiest vices you can get. Because now you have a relationship with the ultimate creator of the universe and and usually associated with a god is a religion that has a lot of wisdom and, and advice that isn't necessarily the worst thing ever to follow. But it tells you what to do. It's scripted. <clears throat> I'm not saying you outsource your thinking independent thought, but if you're looking for guidance, nearly all uh, religious texts it has a Leviticus type of do this, don't do this, Proverbs type of thing. Here's why a lot of wisdom. And so that that takes a big burden off of your mind to try and, you know, post life, uh, afterlife, uh, what happens to us? What is it? Is it universal? Do we have a spirit go? No, it's here, right here. Here it is. And uh, there would be some solace that comes 
and knowing you have a relationship with the God, whichever one that might be. History and literature. I throw literature in there because uh, it could be fiction or nonfiction, but the thoughts of all humans before, maybe not all humans, but those who bothered to write them down, <clears throat> I think is pretty interesting and it provides your brain with mental stimulation. And history is nothing more than the big ass movie of humankind. And I've found great enjoyment in listening to history. Uh, not the bastardized, horrific version that teachers try to pass on to you with dates and times and a heavy dose of socialism and and America sucks. That's that's history now. But no, like going all whatever, pick any any point in time. Uh, Persians versus the Greeks, uh, the the earliest hip, uh, history, the uh, Mesopotamians, Egyptian history. Although, I mean, if you want a constant repeat of history, just look at all the wars Britain and uh, and uh, France have had with one another to change things up. Occasionally, you'd fight the Spanish. Uh, but yeah, there's the Roman history, Greek history, just a bunch of history and, uh, some cool things happen in that time. It, it repeats a lot. Um, but there's something to sink your teeth into there. Exercise. <clears throat> I think exercise is really no drawback to it. Um, yeah, you could take it to an extreme, but then maybe you're a competitive bodybuilder, but exercise is a, a, uh, pertinent and larger part, your health. Uh, but I, I would always have that, that would almost fall into, you know, a lot of these Venn diagram, the overlap, but like for me, adventure, like I, I love going hiking. I love climbing mountains, exploring canyons. I've never been in looking for fossils. Well, that all, that all falls into exercise, intellectual stimulation, and then, uh, adventure. Um, and some people, obviously people would argue with me. I would say you can't hit the gym. Like you can't lift weights. And have exercise be part of it. That can't be a vice because it just sucks. This is physical labor, manual labor. I would argue you have to do some kind of cardio. Like you need to bike, you need to hike, you need to explore, you need to see something different. Other people, obviously different tastes would say, I don't know how you could do cardio. That's going to suck. That's penury. How could you do that? Oh, I want to sit and hit the gym. All right, have fun with that. Uh, but exercise is a, is a healthy vice. Um Advancing your education or intellectual endeavors. Uh, I, I'm not saying you have to go back to school. Absolutely not. Uh, but if you could go back to college on a college campus and pursue something that you'd like for intellectual reasons, that might be fun. Although now that's so cost prohibitive and higher education in, in the college and in, uh, university setting is so co-opted you're you're not getting any real education there it's just marxist leftist i mean just the world's worst minds and most pathetic inferior minds are there so there's no reason to enter that <clears throat> institution but you know thank god we have well hardcore history i mean every every real teacher uh, of any value is now on the internet offering this stuff for free or largely for free um, academia and, and, and college and universities is now a dead branch of intellectualism. There's there's nothing intellectual there. It's all political and, and co-opted. Um, <clears throat> entrepreneurship can be one. Uh, you've achieved your best. You're in it, and now what do you do? Well, yeah, maybe you'd start a business. Not even to necessarily make money, although it's not a business if you don't make money. But that can give you something to do. That'll give you a passion to pursue. On the same flip side of the coin, maybe you want to donate time and volunteer i strongly if you are in the west i strongly advise against volunteering usually you're perpetuating the problem enabling the problem simply by throwing money and resources at you're not solving a problem <clears throat> but some legitimate things like uh big brothers uh big sisters um the innocence project um you know, donating to Children's Cancer St. Jude. I mean, these, these there are some that legit, you know. But I'm going to help the poor. I got a buddy, good Christian, you know, believes. I envy him. I'm going to go down to the food shelf in Minneapolis and help the poor people. And then he bitches and whines about how they find, like, garbage and unused food thrown away. It's like you're feeding the degenerates. Stop feeding the degenerates. They show up in SUVs and cars nicer than mine. I'm like, stop feeding the degenerates uh but 
uh, so I, if, if you want to actually make a difference, unlike everyone who says they want to make a difference, which just means take other people's money to give it to other people. So I feel popular and good about myself and avoid real work. <clears throat> if you actually want to make a difference, make sure your time is invested in some kind of nonprofit or charity or community service that actually helps people, not merely perpetuate the problem. <clears throat> Sex, now that we have birth control, I know that I know ladies. Ew, gross. Yeah, okay, I got it. Um, now that there is birth control, um, sex is fun. Uh, there's no drawback and you can get wild. If you want to do furry or dominatrix or melted wax or whatever, whatever gets you kicked. There you go. It's healthy. It's fun. It drops endorphins. Uh, so go have a much of that as you want there. Right guys. <laughs> I, I guess in a, I only say it academically because, um, as as we've seen now that a certain gender I won't mention which which has has everything bought and paid for and and the the technology has allowed that people can support themselves. We no longer need to interact. There no longer has to be the exchange. Uh, but uh, so in that basically the market has dried out on that. Uh, people are having less sex. Um, because I, I won't say which one. I, I keep saying, but people don't listen. A particular gender. We're finding out how little interest that gender has in the other. Some still do. Some some still do. But I'm just saying, just point it out. I'm, I'm just the man. I'm just the economist pointing out the data. Uh, but in a more practical sense, especially since uh, my audience skews male, um, as you all know, you guys like sex. I, I, you know, I know boys like sex. Uh, you, you might as well go on the sugar sites and just pay for it. You should. You just should. You live once, once, go get it. And now that it's perfectly culturally acceptable, if not empowering, if not, guys, go read Seeking Arrangements website. Go read it. And like, okay, here you go. <laughs> so um, I'm not, I won't, I won't make that the number one pursuit in your life, but if you, you know, I'm just saying it's, it's a healthy thing. Man, you find the right guy or the gal and, and they enjoy it and like, oh, yeah, it could be fun. Did you know sex can be fun and not a chore? Which, though, uh, behooves you to be in good exercise condition. And then uh, the only one I could, could think of is like food and sweets. Um, I gave up the booze. Now, if you go overboard with it, one might say this is a bad vice. But... um. I, I enjoy a good donut. I enjoy a good bowl of ice cream. I enjoy, um, for whatever city, Rapids, for whatever reason, Rapid City has a ton of pastry shops. And if you're willing to haul ass all the way to Spearfish, South Dakota, Atham, look them up. It's basically almost to Wyoming. Um, there's a, a pastry shop there. They got the literally the best caramel rolls I've ever had. So if ever I go high Crow Peak and, and this place is open, I always stop there. And get one of their caramel rolls. And um, all of this, though, let me put a little asterisk. <clears throat> all of this, it, it, this is mandatory. Mandatory. Whether it's good vice or bad vice, it has to be consumed guilt-free. You cannot participate in these vices and then have some kind of regret and hangover afterwards because of whatever how you were maybe you were christian and sex is bad all right oh oh no i gave her a pearl necklace i feel so no i gave her a pearl necklace and she had a smile on her face and she absolutely loved it it was great and then we had caramel rolls and then we had shots of rumple mints and then we just binged and chilled out on a rainy day in front of the fire listening to history podcasts get just right there seriously tell me a better description of heaven on earth than what i just described right there that's why i'm saying is post self-actualization can you see how vice it give like that's the ultimate goal i would argue that little, you know, maybe you don't like rope, I'm going to switch it out with it. Maybe you girls don't like um, pearl necklaces. Maybe you, I, I don't know, you, uh, whatever. I don't know what girls like. 
I got and we have theories. We have our best men working. We have labs trying to figure out, but we don't know as of yet. Um, it just whatever you cannot have the guilt, and I think that would be the final and pinnacle achievement of all civilizations. Because by the way, Western and uh, Eastern and, and traditional civilization, you're all coming our way. You're all coming this way. Maybe not this generation. Maybe not the next. You're all coming this way. <clears throat> Um, so that's what I would say, uh, are healthy vices. I would also say that your bad vices, if under control in an Epicurean type of approach can also be good. Hell, if you have a drink every once in a while and a cigar and you get a BJ, I think you're going to live longer. I'm not kidding. Ladies, I know this whole oh, man. Sit down, chair. No, Beauregard. Beauregard, fetch me my fainting couch. Ladies, I'm, I could be wrong, but I bet you if we were to do a study, your life expectancy would go up the number of orgasms you have. <laughs> Super hypersonic. <laughs> Maybe guys are just designed to have more fun. I don't know. Like, what are you girls doing? Oh, well, maybe that they, well, girls go out, they have their wine, they go, they, all right, girls, they do their thing. I'm just saying, we get together, you got chocolate, we got peanut butter, we can make some Reese's peanut butter cups. <clears throat> but the whole point is no guilt. No guilt. As long as you're not hurting anybody, as long as you're just hurting yourself, no guilt. Okay? So I think we kind of discussed uh, uh, vice, good, bad, and what to pursue, and healthy vice. All right, now <clears throat> I'm glad that was simple. Two, is it possible to return to a state of happiness in which we were in childhood? No, no. And and the reason uh, for that is simple. Let me get back to my notes. The reason we can't go back is because the issue of novelty and memory. Um. As you <clears throat> as you age, you experience more and more, and nothing is as good or as memorable or fun or as um. What's the word I'm looking for? Potent in your memory, as the first time you did it. So, you know, like the first time you have ice cream, it's amazing. The first time you have sex, well, maybe not. The first time you see a movie as a little kid. And and I'm not even talking like experiences that we normally consider fun things, but like the first time you see a frog, just watch little kids. I've seen this with my little nieces and nephews. They're fascinated, we, especially as like little infants, like, hey, look, a, a little shaky toy, you know, and you put a, uh, <clears throat> not a paragram, a diagram, a diorama up. It's just colors. Like everything is endlessly fascinating. And I've talked about this as when I was a younger boy. Um, the house we lived in, there it kind of went downhill a little bit. And there was a park <clears throat> and there's a tree line. And if you're up on the hill, you could see off into the distance past the tree line. You get to the park, you got to the tree line. Well, the tree line was kind of, unless, you know, you're a little two-year-old, three-year-old boy. You're not going to go hike through the forest. And I, my dad wouldn't take me that far anyway. So to me, beyond that, there be monsters out there. What was out there? And the innocent mind of a child will go and, and come up with the most fantastic of things because there is no limitations put on the child's mind that was forced into it by experiencing reality. And so I didn't know what, I didn't know it was north, south, east, or west. It was south, by the way. <clears throat> and it would it was going and i don't know what was out, out there what was out there i don't know what what was out there was wawatosa a suburb of milwaukee that's <laughs> what was out there was some gas stations some developments strip malls that was what was out there all right uh but to the young mind wow wow lakes i remember just fascinated with lakes and streams we never really left the house it just it was and that's another story for it, but but so restricted and relegated to this damn house. I didn't know there was a stream half a block away. When I got a bike, I was able to explore like the Goonies. And I even remember until, I don't know, maybe 
eight or nine or 10 years old. I, we'd go to Minnesota, but we go through this uh, kind of cliff area of Wisconsin. Now, these were cliffs. They were bluffs, um, and they're like sizable hills. I thought they were mountains. I thought, oh, my God. what? Is, and we wouldn't stop or do anything. Hell no. We got to go to freaking nowhere, Twin Cities. But I always, like Indiana Jones had come out and Pitfall, and I thought, you know, adventure. I'm like, what's out there? Is there lost treasure? And I always thought there was like an underground cave network that would inevitably connect Milwaukee to the Twin Cities. And, you know, you'd be able to go through it like a tunnel. When caves are not like that, you think it's convenient. Like you just walk through a tunnel like Indiana Jones would. <clears throat> but that's what your little your little mind would go and and the 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 potential. But as you get older, not only do you experience these things more and the novelty wears off. But you realize all your dreams are the fantastic ideas that you had as a child. And then the wonderment is just not true. It's eroding away. There are not be monsters out there or dragons. There just be another highway and a strip mall with a gas station. <clears throat> even let me I, maybe some of you guys even experience this as an adult. You finally move out of the house. You think, it's going to be totally different in this major metro area. No, it's the same same um gas stations the same uh chain of restaurants the same people the same fashion Th there might be a slightly different accent but it's all the same you know sex you get it you know first couple of years all like and then you get older you're like i, <laughs> I gotta do what now hang on <laughs> i so you're telling me I have to feign interest in you for three to four dates, which is cumulatively 12 hours of my time while you tell me my numbing BS just so we can go and have the sex. And uh... <laughs> Hey, Pran, uh, you know, it. everything has a shelf life. Novelty wears off. <clears throat> and your expectations of what the life of what the potential of life offers is severely eroded to a mere fraction of what it is by reality. And so you just can't have that excitement. And let me, let me make sure I read your words. Is it possible to return to a state of happiness and more rich? No. Also keep in mind your happiness is, is uh, which I would say is determined by a potential. When you're a little kid, you're like, Oh my God, everything's possible. Um, and the fact that you kind of, you have everything paid for, you don't have a job. So no, there's no way to go back to that state of happiness. I don't know why little kids are, you know, why we're born with optimism. Cause you think about, boy, you're really optimistic. And then life just beats the ever living crap. I like, how do you get born with optimism? <clears throat> you think it, you'd have that genetically uh, evolved to be, you're born a very pessimistic child and very cautious, but it's the opposite. It's the opposite. So that naivete, oh, even now my nieces aren't that young. I mean, they're not little, little girls anymore, but they're girls. And they're playing Batman Saves Barbie. They're playing dolls. Hey, you guys want to go to the park? Yeah! <laughs> Man, I'd pay to be that excited to go to a park again. <laughs> you know, we get them ice cream and pastries. They're excited again. I'm excited for pastries and ice cream. Um, But no. Uh, there's no way to return to that. And and let's practice some stoicism. You shouldn't try to get back to it because it's not possible. It just isn't. A, a, a new, more stable, more realistic form of contentment and peace and happiness is possible as an adult. Three, give an example of eudaimonic actions that lead to long-term contentment and explain differences between it <clears throat> and hedonistic approach and life better than it was in the main. It, it, it's... I'm not going to, the menu was, I admit, short, but um, I'll, I'll I'll try. So the first thing was you got to look up eudaimonic, eudaimonic, uh, and it basically means self-actualization. So, you know, this is up to interpretation. As always, the Greeks farted all over it. Well-being is not so much an outcome or end state as it is the process of fulfilling or realizing one's daemon or true nature. That is, of fulfilling one's virtuous potentials and living as one was an inherently intended 
to live. So know thyself. Be we more modernly say, become the best version of yourself as you could possibly be. And what does that mean? Well, let's now go back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs and go through it. So I would what I would more specifically define it as eudaimonic, eudaimaic actions is anything that advances you through Maslow's hierarchy of needs or further secures, stabilize, and advances life. In other words, investments that pay off. And the, the reason I do is not only because that logically makes sense, but there's some research that shows that when you get an endorphin hit, like let's say you win the lottery or you get a pay raise or something good happens in life, that goodness, that good feeling uh, triggers a, a, a an endorphin release or a serotonin release, whichever drug it is, because your life is more secure going forward. It requires less labor and toil, less pain. <clears throat> and so these eudaimonic, I would say synonymous with self-actualization uh, actions, uh, you want long-term, well, the the actions are going to result in long-term satisfaction. I dare don't use the word happiness. <clears throat> are things that are going to stabilize your life long term, which allows you then to pursue more luxurious things such as maybe self-actualization, but I would say vice. I would say self-actualization is part of it, is part of these eudaimonic actions. I'm butchering the pronunciation, so don't yell at me. <clears throat> and so that that is, it's boring, it's word cleaverish, but once you get your life stable, F.U. money, see? Like that's the ultimate status or, or goal, I would say, of the self is You got FU money, so now you don't have to worry about work slaving and, and problems and finances or health or anything. And now you move on to pursue the vice and the enjoyment, the guilt-free vice of life. So, for example, getting a degree. It doesn't even have to be a real degree. It could be a fake degree, like a, bol a baloney degree. Because, like me, when I was getting a degree in finance, I thought this is going to get me a job. I'm under the perception this is going to secure my life, which it didn't. And those of you who have liberal arts degrees and social science degrees, are you're in for a, a root check. But at the moment in time, you're under delusion because all your adults lied to you. Oh, yeah, your degree in, in childhood journalism is, oh, yeah, yeah. But let's say you got a real degree. Okay, now you have a degree in engineering. You don't have a job yet, but that really is going to help secure your future. That's a huge accomplishment. So you're going to feel good. Uh, that's a eudaimonic action. Um, <clears throat> getting a job. All right. That, oh, I got a job. That's a short hit because then inevitably you work for the job. You find out it's a boomer boss. And in a very Josh Flukian way, you realize just what a uh, Orwellian nightmare most employment is. But uh, more than that, would be you find a job where you belong, especially for men. You belong to a team. You got a camaraderie. You belong to a unit, and it's a top-notch unit, and you guys are banging out the work or doing whatever it is that you do. It could be the military. It could be an assembly line. It could be uh, uh, a financial institution. You're banging out deals or whatever. That's more rewarding than just merely getting a job because now it further secures your financial stability <clears throat> and advances your life. Um, getting a secondary, tertiary, or fourthiary source of income, diversifying your income. That I would say is more important today than in the past because of the unreliability of, of employers today. Paying off your debt. No, I mean, notice these are all boring things, but these are the ones you're building a very strong foundation. You I mean, think of it, let's talk about you get a real degree, you get a real job, you get a career that's stable and you belong. You diversify your income and you're paying off your debt. You're starting to become bulletproof right now from all the trials and travails <clears throat> of, uh, of what life will throw at you, right? Kind of interestingly enough, you have a kid outside of marriage, one you can't afford, you weren't expecting. <laughs> dread, pure dread. But this, these are all moving towards making it so that your life is stable. You don't have to worry. You get a good night's rest, and now you can pursue vice, healthy or not. Um, I would say working out and maintaining your health is also important. Like 
if you got your health, you don't really realize it. You know, if, if, if the engine is work, if your car is working, you don't notice it. It's only when it doesn't work. So this would be for those of you who are fat or the other people who are fat or the Americans who are fat or, you know, the people who are fat and, and you're on your diabetes medication or your um, heart medication or, or the medication that you fat people take, you know, because you're fat. <laughs> you're fat. <laughs> look at this guy over here wasting his life. Come on, yeah, now look at him. Yeah. Well, they're fat. I know. Isn't that funny? It's kind of tragic. Not for not for me. It's funny for them. Tragic for them. Funny for me. You know that that one life, the God or the universe, that the thing of sentience, awareness, awakeness, they gave that person. Yeah. They're ruining it by ending their lives early and being fat. So no one else wants to have anything to do with them. Isn't that tragic? Speaking of Greek philosophy, isn't that tragic? <laughs> but let's say there are other things. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of, I don't know, you got cancer, you get a cure. It obviously it's going to make you a lot happier and stabilize you. Um, I'm trying to think of more. You know, I had high blood pressure and I beat it by just running the ever living daylights out of my heart. You give up drinking. That's another one. Um, what I'm trying to think of something that isn't obesity related, but what isn't? I, I don't know. There's just a, a, any one of a number of diseases that you cure either through medical intervention or, or maintenance and health. <clears throat> um, you know, you that's that makes you feel better you lower your cholesterol you lower your heart rate the doc says holy cow you i mean god i'd love to hear from doctors like out of all the clients you get let's say you get 100 like is is it one in 100 or one in a thousand we're like oh my god you improved so uh i'd say maintaining your health uh job security kind of related to what we talked about before um i would also say becoming the best in your field or the top of your game Again, job security, but there's another, like when you're in the zone, and I know it sounds so stupid, but I was top dog, man. I was real good when I was in security. I was one of the best, if not the best. And there's competition, you know. Um, losing weight, that'd be uh, related to maintaining your health. <clears throat> oh, in diversifying investments or insuring against potential future problems. Like, for example, when I buy my property in Croatia or wherever it is, I'm going to feel more secure. When I buy bullets, when I buy silver, when I got my solar panels, I felt more secure because I'm insured against other forms of lower standards of living, whether that's the electrical grid going down because we hired people based on the color of their skin and not their content of character. <clears throat> or I'm like, uh, I don't know, I I got crypto. You know, that's another example where. I, it's, it is, and it, and it empirically has happened. People are like, oh my God, you see what's happening in the economy? I so don't care. I cared 15 years ago when the, the housing crisis was coming up because I all I had was housing. I didn't have much else going on in life. Now I got plenty of, I'm like, I don't care. My life is too short. Also introducing stoicism. Oh, oh, you mean, you mean all the other people might go without electricity? And some people might try to come here and there's no more rule of law. Pop, pop, pop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's fine. It's like, okay. Oh, my God, the dollar's collapsing. That's all right. I got silver. I got crypto. I'm all right. Um, but would, what will be a much larger, more secure thing is like, oh, my God, did you see the Democrats did the socialist thing they said they were going to do? And the younger generations are even dumber than the previous young de generation that thought free stuff was a great idea. Oh, well, it, I, I, what? I can't hear you from my hut in Croatia. I don't know what the fiscal situation is in Croatia. I'm just using it. With my food and my little solar panels, with my water cistern and my minimalist living. Oh, did the U.S. collapse? Must suck for them. I sure glad I'm not in a major metro city where all oh, the action is. <laughs> Pour myself a cup of coffee and watch the television and the U.S. burn. <laughs> oh, warm coffee because I have electricity to heat it up. Unlike everybody in Chicago who are killing each other. <laughs> so you get, you know, insuring, you know, health insurance, which is kind of a boring example, but it's true. 
Um, but fiscal insurance, this is why I always recommend 200 ounces of silver per person and a little bit of crypto. And then also another example is being able to fix and repair things. Can you build a house? <clears throat> Can you fix your car? Can you fix the appliances? That means you are no longer dependent on someone, but you are providing future stability and maintaining your standard of living. And it's within your own hands and powers. So uh, this is where, again, learning a good skill or trade or craft becoming very handy uh, will also stabilize, secure, stabilize, and advance your life. So all that that is what I would define as the uh, eudaimonic action, investments that pay off in life and then allow you uh, to go ahead and, and pursue the other things. So give examples of eudaimonic, long-term contentment, and explain the difference between it <clears throat> and a hedonistic approach in life that is better than well see and but there are two things in the menu it advocates pursuing both so hedonistic i think hedonistic which i'm just going to categorize as vice in a post self-actualization world they are not mutually exclusive nor are they necessarily against one another i would say the eudaimonic eudaimonic um actions are kind of the eating your fruits and vegetables, eating your dinner, and then you get the dessert of hedonistic or epicurean dessert later. Did you eat your broccoli and have your chicken? Now you can have some ice cream. And I would argue that, you know, if you want to go back to that pyramid, um, that is what life, especially in a modern technologically advanced Western civilization is. We've done all this stuff. Technology has advanced, so we really shoot up quickly. Like We don't really worry about food, clothing, and shelter. Then you get the self-actualization very quickly. A certain gender, I, the unnamed gender, wants nothing to do with marriage or children or, or sex. And so now, after achieving your, your excellence, especially if you're in a minimalist, what's left? I would say the hedonistic uh, vice, healthy or bad, is what's left. Right. So in the menu, a lot of it, I mean, we talked about the, the good things, philosophy, travel and adventure, religion, history, literature, exercise, intellectual endeavors, entrepreneurship, sex and food and sweets. Eh. All right. Those are all productive and working hard, being on top of your game, getting your financial boat together, financial stability. This is where that course achieving financial excellence is very important. It's available on Teachable. I'll link it down below. And so once you essentially, it, it, it'd almost be like, look, you're building a race car. And we got to do all this work to get the race car. But when you finally tighten down that last bolt, <clears throat> then you get to race the race car. Now you're in the vice stage. So when you're asking um, the differences, one builds towards the other. All the eudaimonic uh, all the self-actualization stuff that builds your life up to the point that you can then participate and enjoy in, in vice healthy, hedonistic, epicureanistic or not. Um, so there you go. That's, that's kind of what it is. Now <clears throat> I, I came up with this, this is just be an asterisk and addendum. I kind of touched on it before, but there's two problems we're facing, especially in an advanced world. And this would, this would be speaking very directly to my clients or any one of you kind of, you, you don't have to be in Western civilization for this to have an effect on you. All right. First, we've, I've already alluded to the effect technology has had on us where we just shoot right through. We don't worry about food. We don't worry about clothing and shelter. All right. So what this does is it shrinks the amount of time we need to get to the self-actualization stage. And as I said before, in his, most of history, you rarely got, you rarely, only the true elites got to, the, what does it mean to be alive? <laughs> well, now we got to face that. And especially, you take technology and the fact we just kind of rush right through food, clothing, and shelter. <clears throat> you get the self-actualization. And what would have normally given you important purpose in life, you know, the ultimate vice would have been family, you know bang your wife, give her a pearl necklace. She'd enjoy it. Um, and then raising a little rug rat kids. And then they have a, all right, that's gone. So I think one of the biggest questions facing 
men and women, because I, I won't say which one, but one of the genders is not really interested in participating. That That's why I wrote the menu. You got to figure out what to do in life. So one could say the menu, uh, life without the opposite sex, is essentially a, a menu of vice, I would say good and bad. Right. That is going to be the single biggest existential philosophical question facing our team, our people. Because I'm assuming you're getting to self-actualization. I'm assuming you're awake, you're alive. You know you get one shot at this <clears throat> and you want to make your life count. And so you will pursue some form of a profession. You will get your FU money. You will build your racing car and then you're going to go race it on the racetrack and try and race it as much as possible. You're going to push it to its limits so that when you die, you have no regrets. Right. So I'm going to assume that's our team. The other team, for those of you who I, I, I hate to be as simplistic as that, you're leftists. You are at a very um, catch 22, impossible state, quandary, paradox. <clears throat> where technology not only advances all of us to get to self-actualization quicker, but the welfare state really essentially takes care of everything for you and puts you on the doorstep of self-actualization. So you think about like all your food, clothing, shelters taken care of, your social belongings taken care of because, oh, if, you, if you're a leftist, you're good. You Now you have your community, you have self-esteem and self-belonging. Um, <clears throat> marriage and love is largely off the table as we've kind of poo-pooed that. So whether through technology or government just giving you everything, including an existential like reason to live, socialism, environmentalism, or, or more tragically, traits you were born with, yay, I'm one of her Hispanic lesbian. I, I, okay, good for you, I guess, but you're deriving value from that. So it puts you right at the doorstep of self-actualization where, okay, now you must achieve your full potential. But in essentially paying for everything, putting life on easy mode, the government has mooted or uh, uh, stunted or retarded, not mentally. I'm talking retard as in slow down. A stunt is probably a better word. It's stunted or even outright prevented you <clears throat> from developing the strength and character and abilities and skills, even the personality to then ide even identify who you are to then go and achieve self-actualization. And in other words, you, you in having life put on easy mode, you're put, you're kind of like Moses in the land of Canaan. You're right there. You could enter the promised land, but you can't. You'll never make that jump because in order to get into self-actualization, in, in order to get <clears throat> to the promised land, you had to go through all the trials and tribulations under your own steam. You had to work for yourself. You had to pay off your debts. You had to make mistakes and errors. Well, with the government just paying for everything and coincidentally giving you point and purpose in life, you don't know who the hell you are. And, and no offense to, to Democrats, leftists, socialists, and all that. You're all sheep. I mean, tell me how you're different from anyone else. And you could kind of see it with, with the conformance. Where, oh, you have a zany hair color and tattoos and a piercing. <laughs> wow, you're for taking other people's money too? Oh my God, you're so cool and so unique and different. And so not only do you lack that, because to achieve self-actualization, to become your full potential, that's going to manifest in some way or another. It requires a lot of work. You know, you're um, like, look at Kevin Sable. Um, not only in terms of his filmography, but dude's getting jacked. I mean, to get physically jacked takes a lot of work. Uh, to run your own business, to write a book, to um, like a real book, not these fake ones. To become a doctor, a surgeon, to be a good parent, to to raise a family, <clears throat> uh, to become an athlete. Anything, any form of exercise is going to take a tremendous amount of work and expertise. Well. You've been paid to uh, stimmy checks to stay at home, play video. You have none of that. You have none of the skills. You have, you've not forged or galvanized any, any ability or work ethic to then manifest yourself into a self-actualized adult at that point. But what's even worse is you got to first know thine self to know what you want to do. Savo, for whatever reason, uh, his, his pension, his passion was filmatography and the gym. And that manifests and forms into a truly unique individual called Kevin Savo, um, <clears throat> Cappy, 
in, in whatever obtuse way is the ballroom dancing, fossil hunting, motorcycle riding economist of which I've excelled in all those endeavors, but none that that would have never formed unless I like put myself through school, worked and hard and da, 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 da. What, what do I really want? I want to do these weird things. Now people may not, that may not be their cup of tea, but boy, it's an interesting character. Self-actualizing. That's a truly alive, different, independent human being that that person is alive. Um, I'm trying to think of what other Sterling Cooper is another example. Uh, Jiglo turned porn star. Now he's going into boxing. All right. He didn't have money shoved up his ass. <laughs> but however, and, and Seva was poor. In other words, poverty is a, <clears throat> is a blessing. And then it galvanizes you. Um, hell, look at, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ben Carson. There's another example of a, of a self-actualized individual. Uh, if you have been deprived of challenges in your life and you've have everything given to you and scripted to you, you're not capable of self-actualization. And I would argue you are largely wasting your life. The question is either you're even able to, with all that programming and indoctrination by the time you're in your twenties, are you even capable of thinking differently and finding a different point, purpose and reason and, and, and live and therefore go down a path to find out who you truly are to then become a self-actualized adult. Uh, but in, in either case, that that is the the two problems that are kind of keeping us there. Well, not to keep us there. The two problems, the two general groups of people facing is that for those who are, I would say, truly independent and aware human beings, true human beings that are alive and have a soul. You got to figure out what to do with your life. And so hopefully the menu life without the opposite success gives you an idea, gives you an outline, gives you a menu. Um, <clears throat> but because you're industrious. Because you've chosen, you've decided to be human, you will affect your choice upon the real world. You will exist in this world. You will not go quietly into the darkness. You will achieve self-actualization at some point in time. And I'm going to guess statistically very likely with decades of life left to live. And so I think this exploration of vice, healthy or not, is, is going to be very important for humanity going forward. And the other crisis, tragedy is going to be for, I'd say, about 85, 90% of the sheep of you who follow what's on the boob tube, who do what you're told by your teachers, who've never lived in the real world, by the way, who uh, live off of government largesse or just mail it in in life. And the irony, oh, it's got to be so torture. Just like Moses not being able to go to the land of Canaan. You're there. You can see self, but you can't do it. Not only because you lack the work ethic and the skills and and the drive and the the um, uh, I hate to use the word real passion. No, I'm passionate him. Uh, but you don't even know who you are. You you're you're exactly who you were told to be by the government, the socialist leftist parties, your teachers, and the television. You care. You're gonna change them. You're gonna help out. You're gonna take other people's money. Oh, you're a feminist, really? Okay, good for you. Yay! Just like everyone else. Oh. Your hair's pink instead of green. Well, oh, my goodness. What a deep, insightful individual you are. Are you even alive? Like, are you worried that you're just, is there the slightest scratch in the back of your head? You're wasting your life right now? Um, But that that's the problem facing you guys. You ever want to enter the land of Canaan? You ever want to enter the promised land? <clears throat> you're going to have to do a lot of soul searching and, and uh, rethinking. But I, I honestly don't think, I think most people are NPCs are not capable of that. So there you go. All right. That was <clears throat> a long sorted way to answer that. I think I'll turn this into a podcast. Um, 226 of you, if you guys kindly would subscribe to this channel. Also, if you liked what I said here, I think it's different. Did old Molyneux, uh, let's see Molyneux lay down something better than that, huh? Oh, Molly, go that deep ever on side like that. Just no cappy here doing a doing a pretty good job. <clears throat> um, yeah, share this with people like here you go. And then if you kindly would go, uh, if any of the books or the links down below will help you, which they will. <clears throat> Look, are you happy with life right now? Are you happy with your life? Right. You're not. Go get the menu. Are your finances in order? They're not. Sign up for Achieving Financial Excellence. 
It's linked down below. It'll help you. <clears throat> uh, Marcus Brown, the second Marcus Brown in the house. Hey, I haven't had one of those. Help me, Obi-Wan Cappy. You're my only hopes. That's been a while. Jeremy Stilson, two bucks. I think Disney movies created the optimism. I, yeah, I mean, but what are they supposed to do? Make a sad, depressing movie all the time? Movies, like, I'll give them a, a, a pass because they're escapism. They're supposed to be happy. Okay, here it is. Udamoneu. Udamoneu. Mania. Udamania. Udamaic. Udamaic. Udamia. All right. Thank you, Eli. I appreciate that. Oh, look at it. Look at it. Mr. Freaking 210 IQ over here. <clears throat> Secondary, tertiary, quintinary. No, quaternary, quintinary. Holy cow. I'm impressed, actually. <laughs> I am. I mean, you're not a you're not the life of a party or anything, but that that is impressive. That's <laughs> oh, I gotta bust this out. Hey, there's a girl in here. My God. Uh, hey, you pretty lady, tweet me out. I wanna I wanna get to the girlsa. I wanna reach out. It's so sad. So real femme sapien, obviously female channel ostensibly for women. And it's only like 20 or 25% women that tune in. Like, man, girls really are resistant to a real truth reality message, aren't they? Like, you just got to put it in a gun to their head. Wow. Uh, Ishmaster, five bucks. Hi, Cappy. I'll be taking uh, the CDL road test soon. I hear you have friends who truck, who wrote a book. Do you have any tips to make money trucking? No, um... <clears throat> so ish it is um alex patino a truck driving latino agent in the field who um he, ma he makes well over a hundred thousand consistently and i said hey alex you should write a book that'd be a secondary source of income because i don't drive truck and he he's like oh here's all my notes i don't have time because i'm making too much money <laughs> so i have his notes but there's not a book um Again, his opportunity cost isn't there. So um, I, I really should have Alex uh, come in and do, we just talk about it, like what you should do. But you're on the right road, dude. You're on the right road. And you're going to be so much further ahead than me and everyone else who went to college. Um, but basically, obviously, don't be drunk. Get a added certifications like liquid transport. Get some experience. Be willing to do the, the long haul that people aren't. Out here in the Dakotas, there's like these multiple trailers. I think in some states they're not allowed. You know, it's kind of common sense as far as I can tell. <clears throat> but for Alex, I believe it was taken the routes people didn't want to take. And just, uh, uh, you know, it, it's no different than the trades. I got to imagine, hey, show up on time and on sober. Whoa. And then, oh, my God, could you believe the people that showed up and on time and sober and did the job right? Are the ones that get paid more? So, but why don't you get past your test first, get a little, you know, like a couple months at least experience under your belt. Should be obvious and clear. And how about this-ish? Why don't you, after a couple months, why don't you email me some questions and I'll ask Alex. We'll get him on the show. He'll be happy to come on the show, I'm sure. And that will be more germane and direct. Because uh, you're not there yeah, You're not going to be doing no liquid transport or gas transport or anything like that. <clears throat> Juan, the Aztec patriarch in the house. Uh, ba -ba -ba -da. Glenn Lawrence. Subscribe to Glenn. Glenn, where were you? Were you back? Were you on vacation or something? Now you're back regularly. For 10 generous dollars. Uh, Self-actualization is not common. Only people who bet on themselves when the odds are against them are really the ones <clears throat> who make it in a reality. Yeah, and I would say what is preventing most people in Western civilization of ever achieving self-actualization is the fact that we deny them the ability of self-supportation. I would, let me add to that. That's a very important thing. He wanted the list of Udamaic um, actions that can be taken. The number one thing, and I listed in the menu is self-supportation. That gives you, that's what everybody has. <clears throat> everybody has the ability 
or the opportunity, I should say, to be self-supporting. And so that will definitely give you contentment and peace and stability. Because I remember when I was 18, like, oh, my God, am I going to make it? And I did. And there, there, there isn't anything that compares to the jump, that increase in stability I felt once I realized I could make it on my own. Uh, but when you're shoving government money up people's asses, you got, you know, your Zoomer and millennial bailout queens. Uh, I don't mean welfare queens. I mean, student loan bailouts. Uh, who Think about that. Think about just how tragic it's that is. You're, you're 38. You're still living at home. You're relying on a government bailout. You, you're, your life ain't going anywhere. I don't care what your degree is in or what made up make work government program you're working for, whether you're a teacher or social worker or <clears throat> whatever it is uh like wow like do you, do you even care you're alive do you even care that your life is being pissed away you know um yeah so but that that is what's preventing most people from self-actualization is just giving them all the money i i don't it, it's it's the ultimate injustice it's it's poetic justice it's um it's a, oh no but if you want true, okay, <clears throat> you got safety, right? Then you got your biological needs. Then you have your communal belonging. Then you have self-esteem. Then you have self-actualization. And then I decided to add vice. But even above vice is to achieve T-Rash. That is the ultimate life point and purpose is for all of us to become T-Rash. And not, not everyone can make it. Not everyone can make it. But um, that's what we should all be aiming for. I would love to see a, a genuine T. Rash write a book on on Maslowian uh, uh, philosophy. There's an element where the T. Rashes of the world are just getting blown and laid all the time. Like I don't know what the problem is. What's this deep philosophical? <laughs> My dick is wet. Glenn Lawrence, five bucks. I was working on a few films that just debated KRW on the Rational Mail book seat. Oh, good. Glenn, you get, let me know, uh, you know, so, uh, save always, always. Uh, let me know when you got a, a, it's cool to see people in film. Like, oh, hey, I know that guy. Uh, that's it. There you go. <clears throat> All right. Questions, answers, assholeconsulting.com. Bachelor Pad Economic, link below. Uh... Achieving financial excellence. That should be the one everyone starts with. I know it's $99, but that's like half a credit now in college. Maybe even a quarter of a credit. Uh, and then the menu, Life Without the Opposite Sex, available paperback, audio, and Kindle. And there you go. See you guys later. Toodles.